ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Since footage emerged of Barnaby Joyce lying flat on his back, swearing into his phone on a Canberra street, there's been fierce debate over whether it matters or not that an elected politician could be caught out in such a manner. There are questions over whether there's a bigger problem at play or whether it's simply just a matter of Barnaby, the larrikin, being in the spotlight once again. Today, Radio National Breakfast and the Party Room podcast host, Patricia Carvelis, unpacks the culture of booze at Parliament House and the double standards that come with it. I'm Sam Hawley on Gadigal Land in Sydney. This is ABC News Daily. Hey, I want to discuss Barnaby Joyce and this incident in Canberra with you because while some people might laugh about it or say, you know, he can do really whatever he wants in his private life, there is a complexity to all of this, isn't there? Because it does come back to this issue of parliamentary culture again. It certainly does. We have known for a long time that in Parliament House, Uh, The alcohol runs freely at both events and also just in parliamentary offices and that Mm. that can have, um, I suspect, bad consequences. I'm sure some people it's fine for them, but for others it has uh, terrible consequences either on their own health, of course, but on on behaviour. And that became a big issue. Mm, Exactly. All right. Before we go uh, further into that and the culture of it and what perhaps needs to change. You better just walk me through what happened last Wednesday night. Because Barnaby Joyce was having a rather eventful evening. Yeah, so video emerged first published in the Daily Mail. It was clearly leaked to them from somebody who took this video. And it started going basically viral on the internet on Friday when it was published. It's another out-of-hours issue that's stolen the limelight. This video, published by the Daily Mail, shows Nationals MP Barnaby Joyce after falling off a planter box while on the phone. He's visibly drunk. Uh, He's swearing on his phone. It seems about himself, as it turns out. He's talking Mm -hmm. to his wife, Vicky Campion. He's on his back, he's sprawled on the footpath and it's it's a pretty humiliating video to be honest and it shows a politician in his suit in a situation that you don't expect politicians to be in or really anyone really. He looks like he's clearly drunk too much and because I think Barnaby Joyce does have a lot of scandal in the past, not necessarily the same thing, but mm-hmm. other things that have happened. Yeah, he's, I think, a, a figure where people know who he is. He's a household figure, former Deputy Prime Minister, um, really a, a maverick right-wing political figure. And so when he does something, <laughs> people talk about it. Yes. Exactly. And you sort of weren't surprised, I suppose, when that vision emerged. So he's lying on the ground, he's swearing into his phone, he's clearly drunk. What's his version of events? They sort of evolved over a few days, didn't they? 
Yeah, he did do an interview on Channel 7 and outlined his his version of events or that's kind of almost the only version we have to be mm. honest because the video was leaked but there is no other version it's it's his take on what happened oh look i'm uh, obviously you know I, I made a big mistake uh there's no excuse for it there's a reason and um you know this a, a very eventful walk home wasn't it uh, he says he'd gone to a couple of functions in Parliament House. Clearly there was alcohol at those f- functions. He wa- walked home to his apartment. He'd fallen off a planter box. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking to his wife, Vicky Campion, and the swearing that we heard was not at her but actually he was scolding himself, mm-hmm. um, which is not surprising if you know Barnaby Joss. That didn't surprise me at all. And... That's kind of his version of events. Now, the reason he doesn't just say I was drunk, though. He says it was a combination of the medicine, prescription medication he was taking and alcohol, and that the warning on the medication is that, you know, this can happen and that he made the mistake of drinking and being on this medication. I'm on a prescription uh, drug and they say certain things may happen to you if you drink and they were absolutely 100% right. They did. You can make of that what you will, but either way... The drinking was the issue. Yeah, and the story, of course, also took on a life of its own across the weekend. Some people were laughing, I suppose, at this behaviour in in some sense. Some locals even went along and they drew a chalk sketch of a body where Barnaby Joyce had been lying, you know, so that kind of went viral on social media. But, PK, not everyone saw a humorous side to this, including, of course, the Prime Minister and Government Minister Katie Gallagher. Uh, I think that there just needs to be an explanation of what occurred and we need to see uh, the response of the Liberal Party and the National Party leaders. People will make their own judgement on it. Personally, I hope he gets the help he needs because it's a very unusual position, I think, for someone of that age to be in. Yeah, so their approach is really interesting. Actually, the Prime Minister has changed his perspective and the language he's used. Initially, actually, he didn't he didn't go hard at all on this and he still really hasn't gone in with, with boots on. Mm. But he was criticised then by Indigenous independent Victorian Senator Lydia Thorpe, who believes that there's a double standard when she was caught on camera after an incident at a strip club. He was very critical of her. I I hope that these incidents stop. They they are not uh, appropriate uh, for any member of the public, let alone a member of the Senate. So she called out a double standard. It seemed that internally people had a view that there was a double standard and so the Prime Minister then changed his language to one of, you know, that standards were important and that Barnaby Joyce and also the party needed to answer these questions. So putting the onus on them still but really hardening up his language. I think the interesting thing here is whether there has been a double standard. Now, I don't think the situations, the Lydia Thorpe one and Barnaby Joyce, are identical. All of them have different versions of what's happened. Yeah, because Lydia Thorpe was actually filmed outside a club in Melbourne yelling and swearing at a group of men. So the two cases are pretty different. Right. But I think the question about double standards in politics is the one that's really got everyone going. And I I think that's fair enough because there does seem to be more forgiveness for some more than others. Mm. And 
the consistently applied rules are really quite important and standards of behaviour are also important, especially because, you know, this is... This is our parliament. These people go there to represent us. Uh, yes, the onus we put on them to be the best version of ourselves is high, but so it should be. That's that's the the status of the place. And so that, I think, is a looming question mm. for the, the Nationals and the Liberal Party. So... What you're saying is there's a, a, a double standard. Does that come down to sex because he's not a woman? Women think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Women think so. And I've spoken to um, Labor women who say if this was one of us, can you imagine? David Littleproud, the Nationals leader, and Peter Dutton, what have they had to say about all of this then? Is it okay in their view? No, it's not quite okay. I understand this isn't normal behaviour. This isn't uh, behaviour that he'd normally exhibit. This was uh, an error of judgment, but it, there are circumstances surrounding it. And obviously but also they've tried to turn the emphasis on other things. I think one of the things that you hear is, you know, why didn't anyone help him? Mm. Why was it just videotaped and shared around? All of these things are, you know, relevant points, Right. Couple of points, though, I think worth making. I don't know if he looked like he needed help. Uh, I, that's uh, arguable. People might hear this and think, yes, he did. Others will say, no, he didn't. It's pretty rough when people are walking past somebody who might be in need of support to understand that a chalk mark has been drawn on the footpath. Uh, could only happen in Canberra where all those Greens and Labor staffers are. But uh, I'll have a chat to Barnaby this week. Right now, you know, we're recording this where we are. He's still on the the shadow front bench. There are many reasons that's the case. One of them is politics, Um, Sam. It's not just because they all want to help Barnaby Joyce. There's also a big leadership rivalry between David Littleproud and Barnaby Joyce. Now, if Barnaby Joyce was to be dumped by David Littleproud, I think that would set off a whole bunch of <laughs> domino effects right. inside the Nationals. And so perhaps okay. David Littleproud treading a little carefully on this isn't just about this incident alone, but is also about the consequences if he took action. But ultimately, uh, this is still a problem for their political party because when these things happen, I think it, it kind of smears all politicians. Mm. And that's the point Katie Gallagher, the, the finance minister, was making, that it, has, it casts a shadow over the whole and, parliament. You know, so I think it confirms, you know, in people's minds, the public's minds, um, negative association with politics. And I think that's a real shame. But personally, I hope he gets the help he needs. Yeah, because while he wasn't hurting anyone... He's still being funded by the taxpayer. He's in Canberra because the taxpayer is paying for him to be there, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, this is a parliamentary sitting week. Uh, But I think that the other questions that we do need to talk about as a kind of society more broadly are that he'd gone to two functions where I've been to those functions and Mm -hmm. I think you have too, Sam. Mm -hmm. The booze flows. There is heavy drinking in that place that has been historically normalised. One thing I will say, which I do think is important, is that the observation from people who are there watching 
ministers, staffers, is that the drinking culture has radically reduced already and that it's not the same anymore and that while we may have seen this incident, it's not quite at that crisis level it was. And I think Mm. that is a positive story and that's what people report to me and that's a widespread report. Mm, Okay, so tell me then. He seems to have gotten away with quite a lot in the past, Barnaby Joyce. Australia's wounded Deputy Prime Minister is limping to the end of the worst week of his political career. Mr Joyce's separation from his wife, Nasley, and his relationship with his staffer, Vicky Campion, have been well known in Canberra for months. Barnaby made a shocking error of judgement. He has set off a world of woe for those women and appalled all of us. So do you think he's got away with this this time as well? I spoke to an MP who said something that I found really interesting. He said to me, I bet his margin will increase at the next election. Mm. Yeah. And I thought, wow, perhaps there will be some sympathy towards Barnaby Joyce or people might see some of themselves in some of this behaviour. George Christensen, a Nationals MP who was exposed for spending a lot of time overseas. Um, you know, just look at the the stories on that. He increased his mm. margin at the next election when a lot of people thought, oh, this will go ba- badly in the electorate. So sometimes the political ramifications aren't what you expect. But I think all the other issues it's raising about who's allowed to get away with stuff and who isn't, They're the bigger questions that are occupying lots of conversations because we don't apply standards equally to different people. And there is a view that politicians get away with more, that certain types of politicians get away with more, and that's where it becomes a massive issue. And I think that one is the one that, that is playing out here in a really big way. Patricia Carvelis is the host of Radio National Breakfast and the Party Room podcast. This episode was produced by Bridget Fitzgerald with audio production by Sam Dunn. Our supervising producer is David Cody. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.